0: Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Jen. And
1: I'm Kay Muse. As usual, for those that have been following us for a couple of years, we will be taking December off from podcasting. And the exception to this is going to be our December Patreon podcast where we have a fun Christmas themed episode for all of our kimchi VIPs. And if you are wanting to fill your December Tuesdays until we return in January, you are welcome to come check out our, our Patreon page where we have all kinds of episodes. So many episodes now it's been what, two or three years of episodes. So there's a good chunk of time that you could be spending listening to us as well as our discord uh, server. We have, Introductions to that. And so, yeah. So, if you need a present this December and you're thinking, what can I give myself? Our Patreon page can give you hours and hours of K drama themed entertainment. So, come check us out over there. The um, page will be in our show notes.
0: Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you enjoy listening to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi podcast, The Patreon page is is just a great way to treat yourself a little bit. And then, of course, you get to have access to our Discord channel, where we just have such a blast talking about dramas. There have been some group movie watches, all kinds of fun things. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm so excited about today's topic because... We are going to be talking about Reply 1997, also called Answer Me 1997. And it's, um, uh muse and I, I think it's probably, it's it's definitely one of my favorite dramas. Um, but we're going to begin by talking about it spoiler-free, and then we're going to kind of shift into some specifics. So we've been trying to do that more and more lately, just so that if you want to get a taste for what the drama is about, you can listen to the first part, then go watch the drama and come on back and and listen to the second part. So let's talk about Reply nineteen ninety seven. It is set in the nineteen nineties. It follows female high school student Shiwan, who's played by um, Jung Ji. and she is she she idolizes this boy band um, H O T Hot right. And she has these five high school friends. And it's this kind of slice of life drama that follows them um, as they make life decisions. And um, you get a really great look at kind of what daily life was like. I wouldn't recommend this if it's like your very first K-drama. But once you've been watching for them for a little while, it's just super fun to see it um, and experience. It's very, like... I don't know. I always get warm, fuzzy feelings. It also has and gook in it. So, you know, anyway. But that is just sort of to set the stage. Uh, so remember, so this drama takes place, well, when it came out, it was kind of the early days of, of the TVN dramas. I think the, this might have been their first big
1: hit. Like, I remember like one or two before this, possibly. Maybe. But this is the first one people watched. Yeah, this
0: and this was huge because it, it sort of launched like the reply series. So the writer, the director, even though this is Reply nineteen ninety seven, this one came out before Reply ninety four and Reply eighty eight. Even though yes, the <laughs> dates are later, and so sometimes that can be confusing to people. But um, oh, 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 yeah, so good. So there's just a lot of like '90s nostalgia. Um, there's some, just I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it because it sounds. It's just it's yeah. one of my favorites. For those of you
1: watching now, it might the format might seem a little off. Um, again, this is before cable TV in Korea was like really a thing. It was definitely the three main stations. Were where you watch dramas. And so cable TV didn't exist. There was no TVN. There was no JTBC. I think OCN was around. But they weren't big yet. Um, so this was like definitely a new experiment in television. For trying to break into the demographic of uh, of watchers. And so the shows start out where they are only like 25-30 minutes episodes at the very beginning and as the show got more and more popular the episodes got longer so by the last episode it's like an hour maybe even a little over an hour but those first episodes will just zoom by because they are only like 30 minutes long because this was definitely an experiment on seeing if they could even get anyone to watch it was with actors that were not popular yet this was sangook's huge breakout um
0: yeah, Jung. he had he had yeah. won he had won one of those music contests. Was it like K pop Star or something like yeah. that? I can't remember which one. But um and so this was like he was really just coming into his own and it's crazy to think about. But even if you watch it now, you can still see just the glimmers of of just sort of where he's going to come or he's going to go in the future. I really,
1: well, and again, uh, and Hoya, they weren't actors yet. They had, this was their first roles. Really. It was all of the characters first roles. Um, so it was like a very experimental thing back in the day. So I remember we were watching it and it was just kind of by word of mouth. That yeah. people learned about this because there wasn't all of the promotion and all that. But everyone was buzzing about how this was becoming like the big thing at the time. And so I think I started watching it maybe like four episodes in before I didn't even it wasn't even on my radar to start when it started airing. So it it I was different. Say, it was different times. Yeah, I think that this was before we knew each other, right? I think so. Or in the, yeah, it would have been because I think we um, got together maybe a year or two after this. I want to say, I mean, it was close. It wasn't like way far in, but it was a little bit before we were openly talking all the time. Because
0: I I know that we weren't like comparing notes on it or anything like that when this, no came out. I feel like by the time 94 came out, maybe we were talking. Oh yeah. By 94, we were full in the battle of um, who's the the husband, who's going to be the husband. So yeah, by 94, we are all there. And I I think that's one of the things to just point out is just that there is in all of these reply series um, shows, there is always sort of some kind of, not quite a mystery, but like it's it's a chart of now, but at the time it was yeah. new. Exactly. Like, so who's she going to end up with? Um, and this is the spoiler free part, so we're not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this is like one of the first
1: slice of life dramas. Because before this, I don't really remember there being a lot of slice of life dramas. You'd have your family weekend dramas, but those were slightly different. Those were very... Just family relationships and stuff. They weren't slice of life where you got a glimpse of quirky antidotes through a person's life or high school years or, you know, that kind of style of storytelling. And so this is definitely brand new in that type of genre as well. So it's looking back.
0: Right. Cause so basically it takes place in 2012. And then they're looking back at their what things were like when they were in high school and it's also at the time uh it was a little different to not have younger actors play the younger versions of themselves uh because that's been kind of a staple of korean dramas for a long time is that you know if we have a modern day um person and we're looking back at their high school or middle school years it's usually played by a different actor or actress, and in this case, um, that is the it's the same actors and actresses um, in, you know, 2012 as in you know the 19, 1997, which I remember thinking is like, oh, okay, this is this is at the time for me was like different than what I was used to. There were a lot of those like, just just sort of pushing the edge. That now seem just very normal to us. Um, but at the time, it was a big deal. They were, it was kind of different. Well, and I loved how this show brought
1: 90s nostalgia. And while I couldn't connect with the specific groups they were talking about. Because until this show, they weren't on my radar. I didn't know very many first generation K-pop stars. You know, so this definitely was the first show that I watched that really delved into the early fandoms of K-pop, which was a lot of fun. But at the same time, I could totally relate because the '90s were when there was like new kids on the block and uh-huh. um, Backstreet Boys and all those fandom or those boy bands like that were like boy bands yeah. blowing up in the U.S. And I remember, you know getting the pictures out of magazines and all that kind of stuff. So even though I'm in a different country, I can relate to a lot of the things that happen in this show because I have similar corresponding experiences over here in the U S. And so I, it was a really fun to be able to not only learn about the nineties culture in Korea, but also reminisce on how it was here in the U S with a similar style at the same time. Maybe a little less fanaticism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of these, fans... although
0: you can certainly relate to today, right? Yes. Because yes. some of the oh, no. crazy, like fan antics that are that are shown in this show, I mean, I've seen K-pop stars, K-pop um, fans these days probably do very similar or be just as. Um, I mean, she is obsessed with this one particular member of the um, boy group. And I could see I may even have a family member who would be willing to do some of the same kinds of things. So um, (laughs) very
1: true. But what was weird is how accessible the
0: the the
1: performers were back then. Right. Because like now you'd be like, they couldn't do that. They would they would, like, get kidnapped or murdered or something. Right. You know, they right. cannot be that accessible to fans where the fans know where they live and what apartment they're in. Um, right. So it's just kind of crazy. All kinds of crazy. It's It was very fun. The nostalgia was very real. Um, the guests' uh, T-shirts, knockoffs, you know, illegal knockoffs. There was all kinds of things with, like, the Tamaguchi little pets. Yes. Um, Making mixtapes, recording on a VHS tape, all those kind of things are totally things that happened when I was the same age and I can relate. So I love how relatable this show is, despite whatever country you're
0: from. A hundred percent agree. Okay, so that's sort of just a a big picture um, idea of the kinds of things that you would see. Um, do we want to give any more before we go into spoilers?
1: Well, let's go into just introducing maybe the basic characters and yeah, uh, their personalities possibly. Because that's, that's great. That's
0: we can do that without spoilers, and then we'll go into spoilers later. All right. Well, why don't you start with Yunji because um, <laughs> it's so in book. So he is my favorite bias.
1: This is actually the show that um, solidified his bias status. I loved him in Love Rain. That was so good. He was probably one of yep. my favorite parts. But he was like third tier character on that show. So we didn't get very much of him. So definitely this is the show that brought him on everyone's radar. He plays Yoon who is, of course, a brilliant genius. Because why not? <laughs> but he's a high school student who... Still has to go through all the horrible experiences, excuse me, of puberty, of having crushes on just teenage angst. Like they definitely nail the teenage angst and Mm -hmm. the one sided crushes and just dealing with. You know, so many things that are so relatable. Again, this show is so relatable. Like the coming
0: of age kind yes, of things. Yes, very like, coming of age. Like going from realizing that somebody that you'd spent all this time with and had a good relationship with, and then suddenly having a change in your feelings
1: and to like, more mature oh, she's feelings. She's and has boobs.
0: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: So there's all kinds of um, that kind of thing happening with him. But at the end... He's a brilliant genius. Who's the top of his class. Who's going to be going places. You can tell, and he's such a great character. And yeah, just brilliant.
0: And he's and he's the, so that and so he is like practically perfect in all these different ways, right? Like he's always uh, like you said, top of his class. He's got amazing, like flopped, just an amazing. Feature, except when it comes right? to her,
1: and <laughs> she's a exactly. tonight.
0: And so we have Xiwan, who is um, played by Jung Eun Ji. So she's um, that's uh, is it AOA. What, what group was she for? No, um, she wasn't
1: in AOA. She was
0: in. Oh goodness!
1: Because oh, now she's goodness. a solo artist. Now it's like driving me nuts. One second, I have Asian I'm Wiki sh- up because I I can
0: even see her, A Pink. A Pink, yes, yeah, A Pink. Um, and now she's a solo artist, but her character is fabulous because she is sort of, um, so she's, she's not really a strong traditional student. Um, she spends all of her time obsessing about this boy band and she writes fan fiction. And so, um, and she's actually pretty good at writing her fan fiction, um, and so this is sort of um one way that that we get to see kind of how she, her her own kind of brilliance. um, and but she's also treats so and Gook's character like they've been raised almost like brother and sister. and so she's just like constantly i don't know how to describe it. i mean they they' they have like almost a sibling relationship, um especially in the beginning. And she is definitely the one who's, like, um,
1: puts She's it, in charge. it
0: down. She's in yeah. charge, for sure. Yeah. Um, and she has a very forceful personality. Which is super fun to see it on screen. Not necessarily, like, I wouldn't want to see that in my own, like, child or sibling or, you know, something like that. But um super fun to watch on screen. Yes. And then... We have um, Sung Jae, who's played by uh, Lee Sion. Do you want to talk about Sung Jae?
1: Yeah. Uh, he's been in, as a side character, in like tons of dramas. He was in uh, W2 Worlds as the under-editor for The Dad. Um, he just does a lot of the comedic, comedic sidekick kind of stuff. So that's really how you would uh, get to know him. Um, in this show, again, he's very much the comedic, goofy side character. I wouldn't. I would definitely say he hasn't like. He doesn't have like the main focus of the characters, but he definitely mm. is the guy that's there for the comedy, and he's going to be the one that puts his foot in his mouth all the time. So uh, we all knew those people at high school where it's just a little too loud, a little too goofy.
0: And that's who he is in the friend group. For sure. Oh, and then we have Junhee, which is uh, and he's played by Hoya. And so um, Hoya, if you have not had a chance to see Hoya dance, I highly recommend Um, years ago we did, oh, what was the, what was the show that you and I reviewed? Um, it was a dancing show. Let me think. Hit the floor, hit the the stage. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Hit the stage, I think. Yes. And when you, so he is, um, in the group Infinite or was, I don't know if he still is, but, um, he's just such a great dancer. And in this in Reply 1997, you get to see that. Um, he plays a character um, that is... He's he's like a really good listener. He's a really good friend and confidant to... Especially to um, our main... Our leading lady. And he has his own secrets. So um, we're spoiler-free here. But uh, I think that if you have the opportunity, definitely first of all, watch him dance and just, I, I just love his character. I think it's really powerful. Which brings us to Do Hak
1: Chan played by Unji Wan, who is actually one of the members of one of the first generation, um, (laughs) boy bands. So it's very funny that he's in the show because it's definitely, he had to go through all of this extreme fandom and all of the insane things that happen. Um, how would you pronounce the band he was in? It was Seshkis? Seshkis? Oh, 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 oh. Sexy. It's like Sexies or something like that. Sexies? It's... Okay. It's spelled S E C H S K I E S. So, of course, it's like, yeah, it's one of those where there's something. So, Sexies. Yeah. Um, sounds about right. So, anyway, he was very meta, tongue in cheek playing a character, part of one of these groups who um, is uh, from Seoul. Like he a, comes into the group. like a rival.
0: Yes. like a rival
1: group of, of the one yes, that... Yes, of um, H.O.T. Yes. It's, so it's anyway, there's several times they fit into the show like little meta jokes about fan fiction or extreme fans or like they have a movie that he's actually in that's up on the screen and make a joke how hot that actor is and he's so much more attractive than (laughs) himself out in the audience who's on a date you know there's all kinds of really cute meta things that they do with that character so he's very funny i
0: i love his character in this um and like you said just the the meta moments where they even mention like how he looks like um certain character or, you know, certain member himself. of the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how he looks like himself. It's great. Okay. And then we also have, uh, Yu jung played by Shin so and this is the friend. So she's the only
1: other girl of the group. So we have four yeah. guys. She's the other girl, best friend to, um, she Wan, and she constantly, Changes her mind over who her bias is. Like she has no bias loyalty. She's always liking the newest, best thing that's coming out on the market. So <laughs> so she's slightly
0: fickle, but a very loyal friend. Yeah, she's also a fun one, I think, to follow, you know, throughout the drama. Um, to see her, the way she changes and her growth so
1: that kind of gives us our intro to this the six main characters we don't want to go too in depth because again a lot of it is very slice of life and we don't want to give away plot points until now because now we are going into spoiler territory if you have not watched this show go watch it immediately again we've watched this like 16 times i think i have i we're both in (laughs) like We've both watched this show so many times over the years, and it's totally worth it. I love it every time. I love it. Yes. So go watch it and then come back for the spoiler part of the review. So without further ado, let's Let's jump into some spoilers. I think we need to start talking about the parents first, because for those of you who haven't watched any of the Reply series... The mother father duo is actually in the mother father duo in every single series. They're different characters, <laughs> but they are always the parents. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a decision they, the director and writer made. And it works so well because these are totally the quintessential, loud, cranky Korean parents that you love, regardless of their kind of flaws over like child rearing and such. You know, yes. they always have like these flaws, but they really just fit and make you feel
0: so at home watching these parents. I love them so much. Like, I just love that. Um, one other thing to mention is just that this, the Reply 1997 takes place in Pusan. So um, they
1: accent. all have oh the Pusan accent.
0: Um, which is super fun to listen to, because especially if you've been listening, if you've, you know, been watching dramas for a while, um, you can hear the difference. And it's very an exaggerated sound. And so um, I just think it's super fun to hear that. Um, and, it's,
1: and it's definitely the sound that you think of when you think of yelling parents. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Or just yelling in general. It's It's just perfect for a yelling person to have a Busan
0: accent. So,
1: (laughs) so yeah. um, And then they have like such extreme quirks. The dad's always very generous to others. And the mom always makes like quadruple the amount of food that she needs to make. So everyone is just like bombarded with food. Like she's making kimchi pancakes. She doesn't make like five. She makes like 50. And so you have like these massive amounts of food throughout the whole show. And it's just kind of a running gag that just keeps on going. But it's still funny, even like, what, this came out how many years
0: ago? It's funny, all these years later, so yeah.
1: it obviously nine, works.
0: It's been like nine years, nine, I think. ten years, yeah, something yeah. like that. So I think it was 2012. Um, Let me check here. Yeah, 2012. The other so. really interesting thing is, um, so uh, Sung Dong-il plays the role of Sung Dong-il, the yep. dad. <laughs> and the mom uh, is E Hua. plays the role of E Hua. the mom. Um, which, <laughs> the mom, which I love. Like they, so they keep their own names. Um, it's just it's a blast. I just I love it, <laughs> and I and also they're just the. It's very traditional child rearing. The dad gets very upset with his daughter at one point and there are parts of it where i was I, I i i cringe a little um but you can see you know the choices may be different than i would make as a parent but you can also um so
1: back in the day i could authentic. see like
0: yeah my friends i was never really in trouble
1: but I could see, like, my fa- friend's parents doing, like, you did what? Now you're going to get consequences. So it's right. very much a, well, like, for example, she gets the worst grades ever and runs off to stalk her boy band when she had a fight with her dad. So when yeah. she gets back, she gets her head shaved or her hair cut. So all yeah. her hair is cut off in this really horrible <laughs> short haircut. And
0: then the dad
1: cuts her hair. <laughs> and the dad's like punishment. And it's like, right or wrong, I totally know people that did that kind of thing back in the day. So it's definitely not a current parenting style that people would go towards. But back in the day, that's how people would like show you consequences. You know, she runs off, throws a tantrum. She gets her hair cut. They always joke how they're going to cut their hair and send them off to a monastery. Well, the dad right. went there, you he really know. He did it. Yeah. Absolutely. And and again, in his defense, that daughter would be so difficult to raise because there's just no getting through to her. Like It's true. At all. Like, her goal in life is to be this uh, singer's wife. That is literally <laughs> her goal. And so right. it's just right. really funny to kind of just see the exasperation of the parent having to raise this extreme fangirl who nothing exists other than these guys and as a parent it'd be difficult because you're like dude you're not going to marry this guy you know you need to look towards the future and she's just not so
0: Uh, how frustrating right like it's just this constant like She's, she's literally obsessed. Like she's so obsessed that she can't even focus on anything. Um, But it is important. The parents I think are so important to the plot of this drama. They just, they, they are, I don't know. They just, they push a lot of the movement of the story forward. Um, And, you know, but they also, there's some absurdities, right? And so they, And I love that if you watch it as a series that they show up time and time again, but as different characters. But they're still very similar uh, to who they were before. Um, Yeah. So it's a great piece of it. Okay. So we also have the brother bromance, brother relationship, whatever. So Gook's character...
1: Uh, His parents died and he was pretty young and his brother was a brilliant um, tech person. So he did computer stuff and he made tons of money and sold off his business and came back home to raise his brother. They stayed in the neighborhood house and he got a job teaching at the high school. And so saying Luke's character is a student there and they keep it secret that that's his brother. That's his teacher. And the brother tends to be a little bit more hard on him than others, just to make sure he's not playing favoritism. Uh, It's obviously a very awkward relationship in that aspect, because it is a brother. It's not your parent. But he's trying to take the job as a parent from his brother who lost his parents. Um, They also kind of, like, are raised by uh the main girl's parents. Like their parents were best friends. And so now that the best friends are gone, um Shiwan's parents are kind of like their honor parent honorary parents. They make the meals, they take care of them. It's a very close knit relationship.
0: And it gets weird. (laughs) It does get weird. I mean, we're, we are into spoiler territory now. So can we just talk for a minute about like, that's weird.
1: Yeah. So for those of you who have not watched the show, but are listening to this, what happened is years earlier in, I think early college age, the genius older brother was engaged to Wan's sister. The sister dies in a bus accident and everyone's devastated and tortured about it. But life moves on. Years later, he starts paying interest into a young Xiwan who kind of reminds him of his dead fiance, Xiwan's sister. And he decides he would he's going to marry him. her. <laughs> and they're sisters. Forward. Yes, they're sisters. It's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. And I, that's the one thing with the parents. I would have been, like, raising my eyebrow. I'm like, seriously? Right. This is not a healthy decision you guys have made to support. Um, right.
0: It's weird. Because, like, we know that, first of all, she's so much younger than him. And uh, that's fine. Except he was her teacher. Like, no, he wasn't he
1: her was... teacher. He was the teacher of the boys' school.
0: Okay. Because, remember, was...
1: they were... Um, that's right. Yeah,
0: he was a teacher at the same time that her like he w- he was a teacher while she was of school age yes. and to me that means no
1: that's before you enter the fact in that he was engaged to her dead sister which is really right. weird
0: right I mean I can I could get like when they're older I could get beyond the age difference like whatever but the fact that he was engaged to her dead older sister. I mean, he wasn't engaged to her while she was dead, but you know what I mean.
1: And yeah. he got... And developed feelings he, because she reminded him of his
0: dead sister. Yes. Exactly. What the heck? And oh his little brother loves her. I mean, not that he necessarily knew that at the time, but I'm... Uh, yeah. Okay. So we 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 have that. We also have... Um, so this is, we're in the spoiler territory, right? Yeah. So we also have a really great introduction to an LGBTQ, LGBTQ character, um, in a K-drama. And it, it is the first time I remember, um, that there was a, an LGBTQ character in a drama that was introduced in a way that was, um, Not derogatory, not, you know, it was a, it was more like just, um, it was slice of life. And there was a character who happened to also be really struggling with their feelings for their friend. Yes. And having to come out
1: and being in Korea where this definitely at that time was not a lifestyle choice accepted by mainstream. And it was so cool to see it done so perfectly and, with it was just a regular situation that happens in life. It wasn't
0: flamboyant. It wasn't right. done for
1: laughs. You know, it was just it was a
0: really, really
1: great touching. story
0: arc. Yeah. yeah, it was really touching because you you see first of all you see how long this these feelings had been building and you see um the struggle but you also you see the the way it was handled um, and the importance of friendship, no matter what. And I that's one of the things I love about this series and about this. Well, this particular one is you see the power of friendship. And I, I just love that. Agreed. Mm. So
1: and it oh it was just such a sweet friendship. And again, the whole story from start to finish was done so well. Yeah. Even now, we don't see that very often in Korean television. No. Um, you know, they have s- s- a few more. Like, it's more like they indicate that there's a LGBTQ relationship happening rather than actually showing it on screen. If that makes sense. Yes. So and it, I they mean, very rarely actually have that
0: as part of the plot. And in this case, I just I mean, even in 2012, this was kind of this was groundbreaking in its own way. Um, I remember being like, oh, Like there were so many times because, you know, I've, I, as we've said, we've seen it like a gazillion times now. But I'm just going back to when I first saw this and how many times I was just taken a, like, wow like, this is really creative, or oh, this is a really interesting take, or, right? I mean, I think that if you're watching it now, you won't have all of those like, whoa, this is really something um, that we had when we first watched it. Agreed. It
1: It will hit differently. But but it's
0: still so good! It is. Like, that's what I love, is that it's just ugh. It's just so good. <laughs> so we have our
1: romantic triangle. I we kinda indicated before that through the whole thing there's a who's the husband mystery. And we go into the end of their high school year in 97, and Sam Gook's character is going to confess. And right before he confesses, he learns that his brother is in love with the woman he loves. And he feels like he cannot, his brother has given up so much of his life to raise him that he can't compete with his brother um, for Xiwan, si And so he kind of, it was very realistically a teenage viewpoint that, well, I'm going to be the bigger person and step back, uh, regardless of what she wants, per se. So. Right. He goes off to college and breaks all contact with he's, de- he's They're just done. He doesn't want to be her friend. He kind of ghosts her, more or less, um, for all family activities. He only goes if he knows that she's not going to be there. So he stays in contact with the rest of the family. It's just her he avoids for how many years? Like five years. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time. And it It, makes
0: sense, right? Because he's He loves her. I mean, he really loves, like he has these feelings for her and he doesn't want to get in the way of his brother, um, his brother's happiness. And so he's basically trying, he's doing, it's like a noble idiot thing, right? He's stepping back so that his brother can have this chance. But the only way he can do it is if he isn't isn't seeing it, uh, he had to just break it clean so that he could survive. Um, oh, and it's so heartbreaking, and it's just so. She
1: doesn't know what the heck happened. Right. She's, one second she has her best friend and is kind of starting to get feelings for him differently. Next thing you know, he's gone, <laughs> and
0: right. she never sees
1: him again. And She just
0: feels so betrayed and just so like. Like, wait, what? What is this? Um, Yeah. How how come that's happening? And and the
1: other brother brother does try to continue the romance with her, but she's kind of just like, "Eh," you know, kind of says, I'm not ready to commit. So he's kind of just in the wings. And all I can say is, dude. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my word. This guy needed to go get his own life. That's all I got to say.
0: Right. Not, not try to recreate the past with a lookalike, you know, someone who reminds him of his dead fiance. Yes. 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 Uh, um, So let's just talk for a minute about the, the, who is the husband kind of setup and how you felt while you, while you were watching that. What did you think of that way of doing? Because again, this was new at the time. Um, Yeah. Well, and they did a really good
1: job where you were not 100% aware of which guy it is. Because the premise is is that we're at a a high school reunion years later. She wands there with all of her friends. And all of the guys come in, including the older brother. And it said, one of these men is my husband. and. So that's kind of how it sets it off. And then it d- really goes, it could be either one.
0: Throughout really, the whole really, the, at for, times, any yeah. of them. Like, because there are, yeah. you know, like, so they give you these little clues as you go. And and they, you know, you're like, oh, is it Hoya? Because look, they're doing this together. Oh, is it this, per-, you know? And so then over yeah. time, it narrows it down. To one um, of the brothers. So yeah. And so I, again, at the time I was just like, wow. Like I was on the edge of my seat because I wasn't sure. Um, well, and this now is you no know, like, Oh, well, who's the bigger name? That's going to be, but right. back then none of these
1: people, these were Are all their shows. Yeah. There was no and, big names.
0: It was all newcomers. That is sort of, that's the reply sort of formula because you saw it again and we'll just just quickly in um, reply 1994, which came right, which came oh, after. And there was
1: fan wars over who
0: the husband was That was be. crazy in that there one, was right? An and,
1: intense time to be a K-drama watcher. And in the chats, there was like all out brawls on whoever it was going to be. Because you knew they were doing like a 1997 style. And right. you were like, are they going to trick so us? Is, are,
0: is that a red herring? Where's Opa the red herring? Chilbonk. Right. And I and yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. it has to be Chilbongi. And the people are like, no, it's Trashopa. And so and so that one, I think because we were already aware that it was going to be happening, there were there were fan wars. Yeah. And then you get to reply 1998. I'm sorry, 88. Yeah. Um, and they kind of do the same thing. However, it and was then, less
1: extreme. They did a lot less romance, a lot more slice of life in 1988, right. I feel and right. so it wasn't as intense where that was the story arc. But was
0: here's the thing. I've talked yeah. to people who've watched, who watched that and hadn't seen the other ones and were very upset by the person that she ended up with. And so I had been like, Oh, finally they got it right. Right. Cause 1994 <laughs> really crushed me. Um, and the other person I was talking to was, was really upset. I actually think it was one of the, um, uh Nunya Business Girls. Okay. We were talking and they were um I think it's Megan was saying like she was really thinking that it was gonna be the um Rue Junyeol's character versus uh Park Bogum and I was thinking it was gonna be Park Bogum and anyway. See um
1: I thought it was gonna be not Park Bogum but I was okay either way.
0: Right. It didn't matter one. right yeah because-
1: They were both great characters,
0: and I I was happy
1: that they were happy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that they did a a much better job of, like, equalizing it, you know? Like, so you didn't have the extreme feeling. At least I didn't.
1: Well, and you didn't have the creepy brother where you're like, is this seriously Endgame? Is she going to be, like, marrying her dead sister's fiancé? Because in some shows that would work for me, but this one it would not. You know, that would be an
0: awesome Mahjong storyline. And I would totally watch that.
1: But But not in this.
0: (laughs) In 94, she also had an a brother type like relationship. And I kept thinking, like, no, we're not doing this again. Anyway. So we're (laughs) off a little bit because we're talking about the others. But I would just like to say that if you like ninety seven, then you the kind of feel that you get you can get a sense of that again with, with the whole series. Um, yeah. And while I may not like end game in some of them, um, you can at least like, I enjoyed the dramas themselves. And there was I great loved humor. the, it was, oh, yeah. it was good for sure. So, so in this case with the, I think with the love triangle piece and the way that they gave clues, I just remember thinking like, wow, this is really different because it felt like a mystery at the same time that it was a romance Um, and, and because I was watching it, um, little by little, like I, that was one where I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just binge this because I was like, come on, I don't want to wait. Um,
1: well, and when I remember the fans, when they finally kissed on that stairwell,
0: like the
1: fanaticism, it was like a cheer went through the internet
0: because I feel like people I was were one of so
1: them. invested in them yeah. finally hooking up. And it took, like, five years later, but finally, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: So what was your favorite non-OTP
1: relationship? I really loved Hoya's and Sam Gook's relationship. It was yes. such a great friendship. and And in a way, like... A different story. It could have turned into a romance. You almost got a feeling if he hadn't lived his whole life in love with this other girl. And so, just the way it was dealt with and the way their friendship continued was perfect. And and I love that there was never that huge hiccup of confession and knee jerk reaction, rejection, that kind of stuff. We never got any of that.
0: And so I thought it was perfect. Oh, I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. I think that, oh, that's actually mine too. I will say that I, (laughs) that I enjoyed like the group dynamics. I enjoyed like the, the boys together. Um, I liked how the, just the, the way that things sort of just unfolded day by day, like again, that slice of life kind of piece. I also really liked the at the towards the end when we meet the um, the doctor um, that that meets the older brother. I really liked her character, and I liked the relationship. Like I liked their potential in their relationship because I thought that she was she grounded him in a in an interesting way, and she didn't look like his dead fiance. So always a plus. That's a good (laughs) plus. Um, I also really liked the mom and dad, not as again, I don't necessarily think they have the healthiest of relationships, but they are definitely a long term married couple. They have been through a lot together and they understand one another and they have their own way. Um, Is it, you know, my way? No, but I did really enjoy them. Um, so I think there were a lot of so not really OTP but just well you said non we said non OTP yeah. relationships. So, um, I can't think of one yeah. relationship where it wasn't really great. Just I mean they were just great dynamics.
1: Even if you took out the romance from the brother, the brother was a great character and had a lot of great relationships. Um, Especially just needed, with his did not brother.
0: Be ever relationship yeah but <laughs> i have to say his the way he cared for his brother um and the the relationship that the way he took you know um the way the two brothers cared about one another i also really appreciated that so yeah. there was yeah oh now i need to go watch it again because <laughs> it was just so good um well,
1: And since this is our throwback series, we have to say, does it hold up over time? I think both of us are a resounding yes. I would not recommend for one of your earliest dramas is definitely a cultural thing where you need to know the culture a little bit and you're definitely going to have to be, if you want to get everything out of it, you're going to have to be willing to look up a few things because you won't know trends or band groups or names. And you know, that's, times like that you're welcome to come onto social media to us and say hey what the heck is going on right here and we will do our best to explain it to you um but yeah it, it this is a show that holds up the emotions and the nostalgia totally glue it all together to where it really can be watched at any
0: time i agree i i think again because it has uh, all of those cultural elements you know, you definitely have to go in with an open mind and be willing to to learn about different things. Um, I do remember, even when I was because I was watching it in 2012, but they were talking about things that from the 90s. And while I had my own view of things that happened in the 90s, um, I didn't necessarily know what was happening in Korea at that time. And so it really does help if you um, look up you know, kind of know what was happening historically at that time as well, um, because there were a lot of things that that happened um, in the '90s that do in fact impact a lot of um, different decisions and choices. Especially if you're just going to watch the whole Reply series, it's important to have a good sense. And you know, it's also fun just because they mention real bands that were there. Really, were battles between the fans and things like that. So, um, but overall it has really good storytelling it has i mean gook is awesome in this i just loved him in this and they had great chemistry just oh it gave me the it gave me feels just watching it but i will say that i've watched it um again and again but i've watched it with people who are watching it for the first time and even for them as long as i explain a few things uh, they it does hold up it really does because it's got just uh, good it's just and it's slice of life right like I think even if you weren't you know in Korea at that time or even alive at that time or or what or um experiencing things at that time in any place I still think that because it's life slice of life a lot of that coming of age stuff we can relate to no matter where we live um and that's one of the things that I've loved about it so yes I highly recommend it Obviously, right? Because here we are. (laughs) Of course, of
1: course. (laughs) Also, for those of you who are enjoying this throwback series, our next throwback drama that we will be talking in the new year is going to be W2 Worlds. And we Mm -hmm. are looking forward to that because you and myself and Drama Geek have all rewatched that recently. And so we thought that would be a really good one to do as our next drama. So if you've not watched it before... I believe it's on Vicky. Go watch immediately W2 Worlds. We have so much to say about that one. And we're really excited to start off season five with a good throwback. I can't believe we're in season five. Season
0: five. Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) And on that note, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes.
0: We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. Talking is so much faster than typing.